What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spanning the Need. Tonight, we'll talk with head football coach at Youngstown State University, Coach Doug Phillips, to discuss life, challenges, the expectations, and plans for the future of Youngstown State football program. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. I know you're busy and a lot going on. Well, when you say you want to talk life, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's, and that's a, a fun thing to, because to, you guys are, you've been probably doing a lot of different things that you've probably never done as a coach and, and then things that you have to adapt to with the pandemic. And, and we'll get a little bit into that, but yeah. coach, maybe not many people know, but kind of how you got started to where you are now. Well, I think anything, it, it was at a young age. I still remember going down to Youngstown State to write my sophomore paper at Springfield Local. And talking to one of the coaches that, you know, I wanted to be a coach. I had great coaches in high school, junior high, you know, guys that were mentors to me. So, you know, I knew at a young age that was a route I wanted to take. And, you know, even in college, started coaching high school football. And I met Ken Kanatzer. And if no one knows who Ken Kanatzer, he is Jim Trestle's right-hand man for so many years. I met him at a graduation party. And you know, I even told Coach Tress, you know, that, how I got down there is, you know, some guys just talking to me. I don't know who he is. I'm sitting at a graduation party in New Milltown, Ohio, and he starts asking me questions. And I said, I want to be a coach. He said, well, why don't you come down and work camps when you're home in the summer? You know, I was 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. And at the end of the kind of, I'm like, well, who are you? And he goes, my name's Ken Canasser. I'm the assistant head coach to Jim Trestle. And you know, and so it started with me just coming back in the summers. And then when I graduated from University of Toledo, volunteering, even turning down some teaching jobs to gain more experience in the coaching. And, you know, it all took off. And, you know, my, you know the resume is too long to go over. But, you know, the, I'm, I'm proud to say that, you know, I was an educator. I was a teacher. I, you know, I taught in the elementary school, phys ed. I was a head high school coach. I was a middle school principal, as a high school principal, as a superintendent of schools. And I also coach college football in a variety of places. And I probably took a different route than most coaches. But, you know, they say the journey's the destination. And I wouldn't change one path because through it all, I developed great relationships. And those relationships pop up at different times of my journey. You know, whether it was a Luke Fickle that I met in 2006 that was one of my closest friends that hired me at Cincinnati to Matt Campbell, who hired me at Iowa State, student taught at Salem High School back where I was the head coach. And we even coached together at Bowling Green State University. So, you know, I, I've, I've been blessed. I've been able to do different things. But the whole time I've been able to work with students and work with kids and, and work at that development stage. And that's the part, you know, that really excites me. You know, the best parts when I'm on that football field with, you know, the sidelines, anyone outside those sidelines at that time, I'm not thinking about. I'm thinking about those 123 kids and my 
10 coaches, my 15 support staff that I have total, you know, I, I'm thinking about those guys and that that's a great place to be. Well, and you have a very diverse background from education to coaching at a variety of some top-notch colleges and from Lou Fickle to you just mentioned and Matt Campbell, which are two exceptional good coaches. Oh, great coaches. And, you know, you learn from everyone. But, you know, one thing I learned from Luke and I saw Luke go through that uh, one year he had at Ohio State. And I mean, we talked and, and, you know, he probably wasn't himself. So when he had the opportunity to come to Cincinnati, you know, he said it, it gave him an opportunity to be who he is. And when I took this job, he said, Doug, just be who you are. Coach who you are. Don't try to be anybody you're not. Don't try to be Jim Tressel, who I learned great things from. I mean, I still, my core fundamentals is, is what I learned under Coach Tressel. And even to Matt Campbell, you know, to, to Luke Fickle, to even all the high school coaches that I've been fortunate enough to work with. And you got to be yourself. And I, I would hope my players know when I'm on the field, they kind of know that, yeah, I'm probably a little different than another coach, you know, but I think that's a good thing. I, I'm going to be as genuine and, you know, I'm going to be who I am. And, uh, you know, that's that's what you learn through the journey. And and you bring up a great point. You you worked under Coach Tressel, which is now President Tressel, as a GA in the 91 uh, championship team, yep. which I think, if I'm correct, that was one of the very first championships. How did that feel as a graduate assistant? Under that tutelage of Coach Tressel, you're a grad. You, yeah. you win a national title. Well, I use this story. I, I use this story when I was a principal of a middle school, high school, and we even, you, you know, using it with my teachers about expectations. So it's 1991. I'm coming to Youngstown State, and I'm going to volunteer, and I'm going to jump in my program. And Danny O'Connell would be mad because he's the one. He hired me in marketing. And halfway through the season, I was doing marketing and football, you know, starting this season. By the end of the season, I was doing all football. Uh, but I went into the, the football facility at Stanball and I saw a sign. And it said, through these doors, walk the best players in America. And this is 1991 now. You know, I mean, Youngstown at the time was beaten up, you know, with the steel mills closing. You know, it, it wasn't the most great place to be. I was coming home. And I remember asking myself, who is this guy? Who's this guy having that expectation that kids that walk through this door, are the best players in America. And it taught me at a young age that expectations, it, you know, a teacher, I remember, I remember my first teaching job, guess what I placed over that door through these doors, walk the best students in America. And well, as a principal of a high school through these doors, walk, meaning you've got to set the expectation. To be able to come in that year, to live that, and to know that was a rocky road. I mean, we were four and three at one point in the season, almost out of the playoffs, going down to Georgia Southern, who didn't lose many games, and beat them on our way to win the next consecutive games all the way to the championships. That set a foundation for the rest of my life. And one that I won't forget, feels like it was just yesterday, Ron Strollo was a tight end in that on that team. So... Uh, you know, it, you know, you're blessed because that set up the rest of my life. The, the, the two and a half years I spent 91, 92, where we lost it back in, uh, at, at Marshall, 
But those set the foundation for my life and who I was going to be as an educator and as a coach and as a person. Well, and, and we actually had Ron on the on my podcast probably about three or four weeks ago. And we did talk quickly, briefly about the 91 season. Yep. Um, there's a there's a video floating around social media that just kind of shows like a five minute uh, views of different plays of that first national championship. And Ron, they announced Ron Strollo and I mentioned it to him and, and he goes, I remember that play like it was yesterday. So those moments you cherish for the rest yeah. of your life, they like they are yesterday. Like I was in college 20 years ago. It felt yeah. like yesterday. Yeah, it did. And so, you know, like I said, I, you know, it's, it, it, you, you sometimes say magical. You don't know at the time when you're, you're taking that journey. You never know at the time where you're meeting someone, you, you know? So 91, that sticks out. I mean, again, I'm sitting in my office as a high school principal at Salem High School, and the principal introduced me, says, hey, I want to introduce you to a guy that wants to be a coach. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting across from a, guy, a young coach named Matt Campbell. You know, and, and, you know, I kind of, you know, connected him with a guy named Bob Sebo, who was building the football facility at Bowling Green. You know, all, next thing you know, you know, you never know where those relationships start. And, you know, if you blow, let's say you say, you know, I don't have time to meet this young coach. I don't have enough time. You miss opportunities. If I didn't come back and volunteer at Youngstown, I missed a huge opportunity in my life. If I don't have time to meet a young coach in my office when I'm a principal, assistant principal and a head coach, I miss an opportunity of a friend that I'm still friends with and that we are colleagues at Bowling Green at Iowa State. So, you know, life is, you know, it, it's about decisions and it's about building those relationships. Well, it, it, the building the relationships, maybe not many people know this, but the defensive coordinator at, Ohio, at Iowa State is former YSU head football coach, John Haycock. Yeah. He, and, you know, the fun thing is, you know, that's who I GA'd for in 91, and we've stayed close. I mean, when I was at Iowa State and he was at Iowa State, his wife stayed back in Toledo. And so we were roomies for a year <laughs> at Iowa State until he built his house. His daughter graduated in Toledo, and his wife finally was able to move out. So, you know, again, special play, great people. I mean, I learned so much from Jim Haycock. I've learned so much from John Haycock. And again, it you know, I can't write a better script on just the people that you put yourself around than, than, than some of the people that I've been fortunate enough to be around. Yeah, and I actually exchanged a couple messages from Haycock a while back ago, just catching up. I haven't seen him in years since he was at Toledo. Then, that, any good stories of Coach Haycock? No, no. <laughs> I do got a lot, but you know, he might get mad if I share it. But yeah, I, I a great defensive mind. And I'm and you know, what what you like to see is guys that work hard, guys that care, care for kids, they they care for their great family guys. And to see him now, you know, uh, bearing the fruit of that hard work at, at Iowa State and you know, having the best defenses in the country, you know, I couldn't be uh happier for John. Well, you get the job at the beginning of spring, and we all of a sudden are now in a pandemic. So what have some been some of the challenges with with your football team with this pandemic? Well, I mean, there has been, you know, but I can say the first 
15 texts that I sent out. And it's something that I got years ago from a guy that coached with me in name of Dennis Latest, who played for the Penguins in the in the early 70s. And then he was my teacher coach at Springfield Local. He coached with me at Salem when I was the head coach at Salem. And I use it anytime I've faced adversity in my life. That and I told our kids, you know, humans deal with adversity three different ways. You know, they succumb to it. You know, white flag, they're gonna wave the white flag. I quit done and you see that in life you see teams that do it you see people that do it the second one is a coping mechanism you know trying to blame one another blame something you know not accepting any response just put blame and it's a coping method that helps you deal with adversity or the third one and this is kind of our mantra this is on our shirt to you know, in fact, it, it, it'll be on my, the back of the shirt I wear on game day. You won't be able to see it because it, it's so I made sure, you know, you, all you see is the, the block Y. But the, the thing that I want our kids to learn to do is thrive. You know, through adversity, you learn to get back on your feet. You learn to fight through it. You le learn from it. You get stronger and you get better. So our whole thing, this pandemic has been we're going to thrive from it. We're going to. We're going to find a way to build better relationships with each other. We're going to find a way to not use, we're not having spring football as an excuse to why we may be good, not good. No, we control what we can control. We're going to thrive from this and we're going to succeed. And we're not going to make excuses of why we did, uh, you know, or didn't. So, you know, that's kind of how I've gotten through. And we put a plan together and we've executed that plan and, go out the last two days and see walkthroughs, the plan has worked. You know, our kids actually, without going through spring ball and, and seeing them snap a ball and a walkthrough and be able to run plays and the communication. I mean, I, I told my coaches, I'm so proud of you because the communication I see up front that I see with our old offense and defensive lines that I see with our linebackers and our safeties and I see with our quarterbacks, that's coaching. That's you guys meeting with them for the last three months, getting them ready for the day that we come out on the field. Uh, you know, so it's been a great two days and we got a lot of work ahead. I told our kids, you know, it's a we're at this and we, we got to keep moving here every each and every day. And, you know, we're really focusing on the things that, that don't take talent, because I think we got enough talent at Youngstown State. We really do. I, I think. I think Bo and the previous staff, you know, the last couple of years recruited well. I, I think they had great football schemes. You know, what we got to do is find the things that, that don't take talent. And what I mean by that is, you know, we got to build a team. We got to find a brotherhood. I look back at the 91 teams and, you know, whether it was 94 and 95, 97, all those teams, whether they won it or not, there was a brotherhood. They played for one another. They played for the guy to the right of them, to the guy to the left of them, and they weren't going to stop playing until they won. And, and that's what we're kind of emphasizing now as we head into camp. And how are you able to evaluate some of these players? You've only been able to see maybe past videos of, of some of the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen, and you've been able to recruit. How have you been able to evaluate those players over the summer? You know, you can look at, uh, you know, when we're allowed to, you know, because there's a time during voluntary workouts. I'm not even allowed in the weight room, conditioning or any of it. The minute that we get to the eight hours a week and it becomes summer access now, 
I still can't put my hands on them to coach, but I can watch them in the weight room. I can watch them conditioning. Conditioning can have drills that I can see lateral movement. I can see footwork, you know, that you're trying to do the best job to get a quick evaluation. You can go back to previous film and just watch their athleticism. Yeah. So that's what we've been trying to do, you know, probably over the last month is evaluate and, you know, still you can't evaluate in a walkthrough. I mean, we're, we're blocking cans or, you know, we're just walking through, you know, not even touching cans, you know, we're not touching the cans, but you know, so all I can pay attention to, do you love the game? You know, do you come every day with a great effort and attitude? Do you show a competitiveness? Are you competing in the weight room? Are you competing in the meeting room? Are you competing when you go on the field? You know, and the next thing is unit strength. Are you doing everything necessary uh, to, you know, to get your unit better that will end up making our team better? So, those are the things we can evaluate, but guess what? When pads come on, we got a whole new set of evaluations that we got to do and we got to assess it. So, you know, we got a great challenge ahead of us, but I know our coaches are, are game for it and I'm excited for it. What, uh, what are some of the expectations we should see in this coming season with the YSU football team? New coach, new system, variety of expectations. What should we look for in the fall? Here's what I want to look for here. And, you know, I, I am going to give you the talk I gave our kids today. And, you know, we're and we're working in pods in two different groups, offense in the morning, defense in the afternoon. But I, I want them to buy into what we're trying to do, how we're trying to build team, you know, you know, the fundamentals that we're going to try to get across. And I quit some, I test them right there on the field. You know, what are our five fundamentals? Well, you know, we're going to take care of the football. Great. That's that's one of my. How about tackling? Boom. Here's here's our thing for tackling. How about football position? Yes. You know we have a thing not through it to it. You know when I say not through it to it, and I'll ask them. You know Anthony, if I tell you not through it to it to go through a line, do you think I'm really talking to you to go through that line? Like it's important to go through. Why do you think I think it's important for you to go through that line? Because. Well, Go ahead. I want to see. And you can't be wrong, Anthony. So answer. Well, you, you're the one that's the coach, the expertise, and I'm learning from you as a coach. And well, that's what I would take from that. And exactly. I said, guys, it's not that I want you to go through the line because I want us to be known as a third and fourth quarter team. I want us to be known as finishers. You know, it's, it's easy to play the game of football in the first, second quarter. You know, it gets real tough in the third and fourth. At Cincinnati, we won 22 games in two years. You know, that's hard. I don't care what anyone says as a fan. It's hard to win 22 games. And you know what it takes? It takes guys in the third and fourth quarter that love one another, that are going to fight for one another, and that know how to get over that obstacle, whether after an interception or maybe things didn't go right for you. Guess what? They're not putting their head down. They're learning to learn from it and try to thrive. So again, today, what we're stressing, gentlemen, I want to be a third and fourth quarter team. I want to be a November team. I want teams to know in November they're playing the very best football team in the country. And if we can learn to be finishers, learn to take care of the football, learn to pay attention to the details and, and be coachable each and every day, I think their talent's here. I really do. When I look at our kids – 
I'm not going to walk on a field and look across and say, oh, gosh, you know, I mean, trust me, in 91, when you saw Marshall on one side of the field, yeah, you, you said, well, I don't know if we got guys that look like that. But guess what? You know what we had that Marshall didn't have? We had this. And so, you know, I in each and every day, that's what we're going to coach. That's what we're going to stress. And every day our kids are answering it. Our kids are communicating. So, um, like I said, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here during anything. It's a pandemic. Guess what? I'm thrilled to be here. And we're not going to make excuses that we didn't have spring ball. It's a new coach. They don't know the coaches. No we got to get ready to play football in the best FCS conference in the country. And, and we, we got to go out each and every day and, and, and prove we're worth our, you know, our, our work and you get what your works deserve. Well, and that's, and that's great to kind of sum that up that you are, ex, these are the expectations that you bring to the table and you want them to buy in. And from what you're saying, it looks like your team has bought in pretty good over the summer and really done a lot to prepare for the season. It is, but, you know, we haven't gotten hit in the face yet. You know, we haven't <laughs> been able, you know, we faced adversity through the pandemic or other uh, injustices that are going on in, in the world that we can learn from and, and we can come together a little bit. But, you know, we haven't been in a in a dogfight. You know, all we can do is talk about it. You know, my thing is, you know, I want to see how we respond if we go down 14. I want to see how we respond, you know, uh, when things are going great. It's overcoming that adversity. You know, when when I turned on the film last year, they're either in a game to win it, Northern Iowa, in the game to win it, or Southern Illinois where it was 28-7 by halftime. So, you know, I want to see how we respond when we get knocked to the ground, you know, and I told our quarterbacks today in a meeting, guys, you know, guess what? You're going to make mistakes. I'm evaluating every body that your demeanor, how you react, how you get up after you get knocked down, how you come back the next play after an interception. And I hope you're doing the same for me because I'm the one that's got to be the leader and show them how you do it. You know, so again, it's a lot of things that doesn't, that don't take talent. I feel the talent is there. It's our job now to bring out those qualities that will bring together a great team. Well, as we prepare for the fall, your first game is September 5th at Akron. Mm -hmm. Right now, the time is to be announced. So we will heavily have the athletic department give us an announcement of when that time will be coming up. But that also kind of pulls back to say, okay, the Horizon League, which all sports except football, for YSU. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Has postponed the start of the fall competition to at least October 1st. Football, the the Missouri Valley Football Conference is still monitoring the situation as of of just yesterday, the the press release was sent out. What are your thoughts and expectations that we will have a football season? Because a lot of D3, D2 conferences have canceled their seasons, but nothing so far at the D1 level that I'm aware of as of today. Planning-wise, I don't move a week away. You know, I, you know, if I did, I'd drive myself crazy. I can't tell you the plans I made two weeks ago are so different from the plans you have now. So, you know, planning with our football team, you know, I'm ready for this week. I'll have a plan for next week, you know, and and, because things are changing every day. Um, When I met with our conference, I mean, there's, they're, they're being patient. They're holding on to what everybody else is going to do. Uh, there's a big vote with the NCAA, I think, on August 4th, you know, that dictates are there is there going to be championships, you know, and the championships don't affect the Power Five. They're their own entity, you know. It affects volleyball, it affects the fall sports, all the NCAA, and it affects the FCS. So it will be interesting how they vote on that, you know. Our conference has had discussions where, you know, right now we're playing everyone on our schedule. You know, we've had discussions where what happens if you only play league games. We've had discussions, you know, you, you know, the if there's not a season, what do we, what, it, what does it look like? So, you know, again, those are things that can drive you crazy or you can lose sleep over. So I try to focus my thoughts now are how are we going to have the best Wednesday we can have tomorrow? It's a, it's a good uh, good philosophy with what we're dealing with of unknowns because that seems to be the big thing. Everything changes from a 24-hour standpoint, and you have to basically do what's necessary at that time. Yeah, and, you know, and, and again, we're, we're in a pandemic. You know, the one thing I feel great about is just how the university, the, you know, starting with President Tressel, Ron Stroller, our medical, our trainers, to, you know, Julie Gentile, who runs the health for the university, to our team doctors, to, you know, their county health. You know, I feel like when our kids come to our campus, we're, we're providing as safe and as clean and as sanitized. You know, we have yet to be in the locker room. We've been outside our meetings. We have yet to meet with our players except for Zoom. We've learned. I've had team meetings every night, five o'clock. That's on Zoom, you know. And you, we've adjusted everything, you know. During this time, you know, you lose a little bit of bringing those kids together, but you adjust and you do what's in the best interest of those kids and the safety and the welfare of them. But then, as a coach, you got to stress. I, every coach I talk to in our league is. You got, you talked about life, you know, you got to be life coaches because what you do when you walk away from our campus and you go back home to your dorm or to your condo, you know, are you wearing your mask? Are you social distancing? Are you staying away from big crowds? You know, those things 
truly will have a bigger effect on our team than anything else. So, you know, every day you just, besides football, besides trying to create a culture or uh, fundamentals that you want to get coached, you also got to talk about those life decisions that they got to make. You know, I had three kids this week. They have funerals, whether it was one of their best friends in a car accident or it might have been their grandmother or it might have been, you know, coach, if I go home, hey, I want you to go home. But just know when you come back from Florida, you're going to be in a 14 day quarantine. OK, I don't want that to be your decision. Guess what? I'm going to coach you for the next four years. You got to make the decision what's best for you. You know, we've even stressed to our kids, if you're not comfortable coming back, guess what? I'm not going to be judgmental. You know, I got to make great decisions for our team. But guess what? I'm going to take each of you individually and I need to know what you're thinking. And if you're not here and you're thinking, gosh, I don't know if this is where I need to be. Guess what? There's going to be no ramifications against you. You know, you just got to tell me those thoughts. So it's been unique in trying to deal with that and, you know, trying to make good decisions, not only for your kids, but your staff. Um, but, you know, I I still got a smile on my face every day. We can step on that field and be together, though. Well, and that's a good philosophy of just what's been going on in the world and just dealing with what you have in front of you. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, when and Coach Trussell told me this. You know, the two biggest things I learned from I learned a lot, you know, but two things that really stick out to me is when you come across your players, you, you got to talk to them like they're hurting. Not that they are, but you got to give them the time. They you got to give them your attention. You got to listen. Yeah, act like they're coming in your office hurting a little bit. And, and I try to do that with, with each of our kids. And I, I think our kids are comfortable that they can pick up the phone, whether it's at midnight or come in the office. And, and the second thing is, you know, and he uses it, you know, you always got to know with 18 and 22 year olds, you know, and I stress this with, the, I just need to know what you're thinking. Don't hide it. If you're afraid of something, something's not going right. You got to be able to, if you can't communicate it with me, you can communicate it to your position coach. So, you know, those are two things I think during this time that we've been trying to focus in with our kids. You know, I get a text, coach, can I come see you in the morning? And, you know, you don't know going in with no conditions or expectations, except, you know, I'm glad he's coming in to talk to me, you know, so. Yeah. And, and, and you've, you've been, you've coached them at all levels. So you between 14 year olds to 23 year olds. So oh, you've yeah. seen a variety of different uh, mentalities, uh, adulthood and stuff like that. You, you can teach each other. Yes. You know, and what's funny too, and not to get off the subject, but you know, we just had 40 freshmen show up last week. Wow. I thought that was crazy. <laughs> 40 what do you normally have on it? Walk-ons. It could have been walk-ons. But what's crazy is through this pandemic, usually I would have been in each of their homes this winter and spring. And I wasn't. And so I told the parents, you guys are crazy. You want to talk about blind faith. You want to talk about, I got the sun. Yeah. <laughs> talk about, you want to talk about blind faith and, and having trust. 
that you're dropping your son off with never meeting me. Okay, yeah, we might have talked on the phone, we might have FaceTime, but 40 of them, I guess what? They were so excited to drop their son off. You know, during a pandemic, they're like, Coach, we're just so excited he gets to come up here. And they've been in a 14-day, you know, we kind of transition them into our team. So we're excited to get those guys going here uh, next week. I, that's the biggest freshman class. I, I've been at the universities. I was at the universities since 98 mm-hmm. working and, and going to get school. And that's the biggest freshman class I've, I think I've heard of at Youngstown State football. Well, we, we were able to bring 123 to camp this year, which is a first because they usually limit you to 110 you know, but and then the rest come at school start. So we told all 123, if you're going to be with us, you got to come now. And, you know, we're not going to trans- have any other transitions. And a lot of those kids might not be true freshmen, but they're new to our program. They might have been a transfer coming in, you know, so it, it's a variety. I wouldn't say they're 40 true, but 40 newcomers that weren't part of our program. But that's still a great number to have with the – the just the talent that you already have coming back. Yes, that's and it'll be neat once we put them on. But you know, the the one thing about this, and I even told our kids, you know, these kids haven't been through our weight room. They haven't been through our so they're going to have a learning curve. And not only that, for their own safety, I don't know what they've been doing. They say they've been working out for the last two three months. So we got to be very cautious in how we get them back to full because our kids have been trained most of our kids have been training since june 1st and that's with our strength coach so you know it'll be a little bit of a phase for them to it'll probably take them a good month and a half two months to get into full condition that we would like to see have you guys been able to play on the new turf yet because i know they put in the new turf this summer and i'm not sure if you guys have if it's finished yet it is We're out there. We're out there. So, you know, we're breaking it in. There's a lot of rubber pellets and it's hot, you know, which is good. That afternoon group, it was hot out there. And, you know, it's, it's going to settle, you know, allowing us to get up there and, and, and walk and run around a little bit allows it to, you know, walk up and then they keep coming and raking it in. So um, it's beautiful. It's exciting. I mean, the, the facilities, you know, I didn't see the facilities in my interview. It's been a while since I never even was in the indoor until, you know, after I took the job, you know, so to come back and just see, I mean, I got six coaches living downtown Youngstown, six. <laughs> Not only that, what they've done to the campus in dorm and condos and fields, it's unbelievable. It's so different than, than what it was 30 years ago. And I attribute that to our board of trustees, president, you know, our athletic director of having a vision and, and seeing where it is now. And that just makes you want to work that much harder to put a great product on the field. The Watson Trestle center is a sight to see. Mm -hmm. I did. I, you know, it was fun. I had uh, Luke and and his wife came and and spent the weekend a couple weekends ago and, and to be able to show off, you know, because the whole time, you know, his wife's going, this is, this is nice, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and then to show the facilities, I mean, you know, so I, I got to like, 
show off a little bit, and uh, and, and I was very proud of the of the why. You know, I know that. And that, that's good to show a, a coach over at uh, Cincinnati. Uh, he actually did quote for you. It was it was kind of funny. Did he leave a quote? He's like, "I'm excited for Doug in Youngstown Stadium. He's one of my first hires as Cincinnati." And he's helped build a championship level program here. And now he's coming home to do the same. I've known Doug for a long time and he's a great coach, recruiter, and a better person. He's going to invest in student athletes on and off the field. And he will bring his passion for football, young men in the community to YSU. That's nice. You know, again, you know, they did a surprise for me. So, you know, when they came to town, it was a surprise and, it was one of the best gifts someone could have gave me. So, uh, you know, again, you know, not just a colleague and someone that you, you, you helped and you assisted in, in building the framework we did at Cincinnati, you know, but again, just with someone that you, you call one of your closest friends. Yeah. And that's, that's great to hear. And so, but, and coach, I appreciate you taking time. Are you up for a little Q and a, I have some people that have some questions about some college level stuff. <laughs> Go shoot. So um, the first one is, looks like it's from Scott. He's like, I know the Bengals quarterback coach who played in Division Three and did internships with the Jets when they had their training camp at his college. Are there key pieces to working through levels of football? There are. It's not easy. You know, I look at, and I'll give you one example, all right? We got, we, we lost some positions, you know, because of COVID. You know, in positions that I said, okay, we didn't hire a 10th coach. We, we don't have GA positions. We don't have quality control positions. And just like the, the, uh, Scott is asking, you know, we have a guy that was an aeronautical engineer that graduated from Purdue, St. Ignatius, Purdue. He worked at NASA. And he worked, the last job he had was tailor-made. And we put on the website, volunteer job and he's working with us now making zero money you know he saved a lot and he just said you know coach if i'm going to work 100 hours a week i want to work doing something i love we have two gas you know uh zach bader from poland who played at slippery rock alex beckman who is tim beckman who coached at ohio state head coach at toledo head coach at illinois they're volunteering. They want to get a foot in the door just to gain that experience. So, you know, when you say there's internships, there are, you know, and and even those are hard. We probably had 100 people want to come for that one volunteer position. That's a non-paid to come live in Youngstown, learn football, and, and not make a sense. So, uh, there's ways you can do it through the NFL, and you see guys that do it through the NFL. You can do it through college. And, and you can do it through high, the high school ranks. And it helps knowing somebody. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm going to be honest, or not even knowing, but maybe going and working their camps where they see you in action. It, it's hard just finding, you know, someone that you don't even know or a friend doesn't know. So, you know, a lot of it is, you know, those relationship pieces. I hope I answered you, Scott. And I think you did. And the and one thing that people may not realize about Youngstown State is it it's a feeder for coaches. Uh, oh. I mean, uh, you, 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 you know, let's 
Jim Bowman. I mean, you know, guys that maybe some, you know, listeners may not recall. Mark Snyder, John Haycock, you know, John Treadwell, Ken Knatzer, you know, Bobby Stoops. You know, I'm talking Silver Fox, Bobby Stoops, you know, South High School. So, you know, so, yeah, there's, uh, you know, the, the coaches that have gone, Mangino, Mark Mangino, who was head I mean, the, the, you can make a, a huge list of all the coaches. Yeah, that's a, just a great football history at, at Youngstown State, That a small little school in Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another question. This one's coming from Jamie. What is your best memory in coaching through the years? You know, the kids would think it's winning a championship, but man, it's the journey. It really is. I, I look back to the 91. Great. We won the championship. I remember what it was like when we were four and three and we didn't think we were a very good football team. I remember this past fall at Cincinnati and we're coming off a bye week after losing Ohio State, beating Miami of Ohio. And we're sitting there talking. Yeah, I remember sitting with Luke and, and we're like, we're not a very good football. We, man, we, we got to get this thing going. What, what is up? And we end up winning 11 games in a bowl game and playing in a championship. So I know a lot of people see the end result. I'm more of that journey is the destination. So I love looking back and knowing what it took to get those accomplishments. You know, what it took back in 2006 to go play Florida. Yeah, it wasn't a good outcome. But just remembering the training camp to the season, to the highs and lows and the games that, you know, it could have went either way. And it didn't because your kids believed in it, you know, so. I would say all those memories, I go back to my the high school teams. I, I want to say those guys, it meant a lot, you know, and in my first year, trust me, you go back to that first year at Springfield Local where I won two games, you know, and I remember walking home from South Range because, you know, I, I said if we ever lost to them, I'm going to walk home. I remember that. I you do. walked home after walked a, home, a high school you know? football game you lost. Yeah. Now they wanted to fire me after that, you know, they did, you know, just because, but I told our kids, you know, well, we're never going to lose to them again. And, you know, I remember that those, those tough years at Salem, I went one in nine, but I remember the glimmer of hope of beating a great Beaver local team that, you know, was, had a streak going and we won one game and that was the game we won. And it kind of helped us get the program going. So all those, and it's not just college, it's high school. You know, you ask me and there's a lot that comes to my head and there's not one specific, but I remember the faces. I remember those kids. I remember what it took. So. I appreciate that's a, that's a great answer. And just really answering Jamie's question. I think that so this is, uh, I think this will be our last question unless there's someone else that has it. Um, Rick said, what advice would you give a parent trying to get their kid to play college level football? Oh, that's a, it's a good question. You know, I, I know there's different focuses football. I would tell them play everything you can. There wasn't a high school player I coached that went to play college football that just played football. Not one. They were three sport athletes. So I think having the kids enjoy it, if they're playing three sports, you know, enjoying their high school experience. 
I think so much that we put so much pressure on to be that college player that sometimes you, you I think enjoy where you are at the time. And if you're if you're a two sport athlete, if you're a three sport now, if you're just football, you know, then then you got to have a great you know regiment. You know, but when I'm going to recruit a football player, I want to see what their effort and attitude is. And I can't always get that in a weight room, but I can get it if I see them on the basketball court. I see them at a track meet. I see them in another sport. You, you know, uh, a lot of it is, you know, some kids are blessed with more athleticism. You know, I had, you know, I remember at Springfield, I had a great middle linebacker, but guess what? He was 5'8". He was 144 pounds. He ended up joining the Marines and going and fighting for our nation over in Iraq. You know, but I also had a kid that was 6'5", 225 pounds that went and played at Penn State and ended up playing for the Baltimore Ravens, Isaac Smoko. So, you know, you get a very rangy and, and, and the little guy was a great football player. Um, so enjoy the moment. You know, don't stress too much. Colleges now, we're going to find you. There, there's no hiding it. If you got good film, you do great academically, get out. You don't have to spend a lot of money in recruiting. You shouldn't spend any money in recruiting. You know, if there's a cow, if there's a football camp at Youngstown State where you can spend $35 to go get evaluated, guess what? We're going to have, hopefully there'll be people from John Carroll, Teal, Hiram, you know, maybe Cincinnati. There'll be so many different levels of football that they'll, they'll find your, your son. And then there's kids that get overlooked and guess what? Those kids probably are just hard-nosed, tough, and love the game of football. So I wouldn't stress it. I, I would really emphasize to just enjoy the moment with your teammates at that high school. Well, I, that's a great, great question and a great answer, Coach. And I, I appreciate it. Coach, it's always a pleasure. It's great. I appreciate you, Anthony. And, you know, anything we can do, you know, the one thing I firmly believe in is, you know, as a head football coach at Youngstown State, it's about serving, you know, and serving this valley, serving this city. And, you know, people say winning's important to get people in the stands. I agree. You got to win, but you also got to show the community you care for them too. And, and to be able to get out there and, and be able to help, you know, and getting our players out there, that's, that's where, you know, I hope four years from now, that's, that's what besides winning and besides winning championships that you see that out of our program. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining me tonight. I wish you the very best this year in this coming football season. Uh, you're always welcome on my podcast to announce or just talk sports. You got it, Anthony. Thank Have you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. This Thursday, we'll talk sports and what will happen with high school football. And check out any other podcast at anthonyvspano.com. Be safe and God bless. Go Gwens. Go Gwens. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.